In this week's episode, we discuss the political discourse regarding the ramifications of underage heroism. I mean, kinda. Did you know Squirrel Girl's only 19? Anyway, let's get into it, right now on Cover B. Welcome back to another episode of Cover B. Hey, we have an episode this week. Oh my gosh. Okay, so also, um, we were supposed to post an episode on Wednesday, and this week got crazy, and I forgot. Yeah, we, uh... (laughs) So there will sorry. be there will be a powered gaming coming out this next Wednesday. Yeah. And in that powered gaming, there will be a portion where we mentioned that we didn't do an episode this past weekend. And when you listen to it, you might be thinking to yourself, hmm, but I'm pretty sure they did an episode this past weekend. Mm. Well, it's because it was supposed to be last Wednesday that it came out. <laughs> and we didn't do an episode last weekend because we couldn't find anything to talk about. Uh, and it just didn't pan out. So if you're confused... That's why, sorry, this week was strange. It was a banana hammock of a week. Okay? It was it was very strange between work and pet vet visits and various other things. It was kind of a nightmare of a week, but yeah. hopefully yeah. next week will be better. And, you know, right now we get to sit down and we get to talk about some comics. And there's some cool comics and we're excited to talk about them. Also, happy birthday to me. Oh, yeah. It's also T's birthday. Yay. So... <laughs> Celebrate my birthday with Cover B. Yay! All Can't right. spell cover birthday without Cover B. That was terrible. I know. Let's talk about the first book. Yeah. Champions number one! Champions is Woo! back. They've Champions restarted back. Champions in the midst of all the outlawed shit that happened. Did we talk about outlawed? We did. Okay. We did, so and we... we fought over it. Yeah. And my opinion has changed mildly. I don't remember yesterday i was uncomfortable with the idea of children not technically giving consent because children can't give consent but then i also read a thing okay so anyway in this champions we file we follow miles um spider-man um and stuff is crazy because kamala miss marvel is still in the hospital technically the law that's banning teenage vigilantism and superheroism is named after her people don't realize that she is both kamala and miss marvel so she's both heralded as this mega victim this iconic identity of why superheroes should go away and also she's wanted (laughs) so it's super confusing and, and conflicting for her and then you know there's this group that they have uh created called cradle um which you know, Squirrel Girl points out should be Tradle, but <laughs> yeah. they uh didn't. It's like child here, child hyphen hero, reconnaissance and detainment, something 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 something. And so Squirrel Girl's like, shouldn't it be C H R A D? Right? <laughs> Are they just ignoring the H? They're just exists? ignoring the H, and somebody's like, not now, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> What's I think what has twisted me a little bit because previously i was like you know it's not the worst idea that you know children technically can't give consent so putting Mm -hmm. themselves at risk they don't necessarily understand the the level of severity of what they're doing and the danger and all of those things but i think what's bothering me the most is that the act is for 21 and above yeah yeah 
Squirrel Girl is in college. Yeah. And she is affected by this. You could be in you could be killing people for the United States government, but you can't be a superhero. Well, I mean What is that? I mean, it's in tow with restrictions that we have now, you know. You can't you can go overseas and fight wars, but you can't drink. It's just ridiculous to me. Like, I was sitting there and I got really confused because I was like, why is Squirrel Girl here? She is not a teenager. She's like 20. And then I looked it up and I was like, the laws for 21? How would they even know? I think that's that's my big thing is like, I wonder if there's a... And I, I just think it hasn't been established enough. And maybe it's been established in the other like champion solo books, right? Like Miss Marvel's solo book or Miles' solo book. I don't know. I think Miles' book has just been dealing with him fighting Ultimatum. But because um, my big thing is like, okay, yeah, if somebody's like Lunella, like Moon Girl, you can tell she's underage. Right. She's you know, clearly Miles a child. makes a comment about how people think he's an adult until he opens his mouth. Okay. He's like high school age. That makes sense. His voice but, is too, too high. Still. Yeah. But when you get into like 20 year old superheroes, the only real way for them to know this person's like 20 years old is if they know the person's identity. So I feel like there's there's certain elements of this that I would like to see developed more. And there's like a for Outlawed, there was like a variant cover that has like Spider-Man, Captain America and Black Widow over like a war table. And they've got like pictures of all the young superheroes spread out. And there's like pictures of young superheroes on this wall. And it's obvious from that that they know the identities of some of them and they don't know the identities of others or they respect the identities of others. So like Peter knows Miles' identity. So even if Miles was passable as, you know, an adult, you know, as somebody over 21, it would be Peter's responsibility to either throw Miles under the bus or not, you know, because he knows Miles' identity. And, you know, you've got like Franklin Richards and Valerie. Yeah, Val. 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 Franklin and Val, who... We know their identity. We know who they are, so we know what age they are. But I'm pretty sure people like Squirrel Girl... Well, unfortunately, Squirrel Girl, at the very end of her run, got outed. Oh, uh, okay. She was publicly announced as Noreen. Yeah. As Doreen. So, yeah. I, like, it makes sense that she's a part of it, but I'm yeah. like, you're literally 20. Like, 19 or 20. Like, you're... You're a sophomore in college. It's crazy to me that because she got ousted, yeah. that she now has to be a part of this like undercover group. Yeah. It's the the girl freaking beat up Doctor Doom and is now like bros with him and like saved the world from Galactus and their yeah. bros. Like, but she has to it, it, well, I guess, it blows yeah. my mind. Like it's such a weird law. Yeah. The development does not make sense. I get I get where they're going with the, um, you know, you have to have a mentor thing. And they hit on it a little bit in this issue. They talk about how Falcon already has a mentor right. and stuff. And it's really shaping up that this outlawed thing is really going to be like the civil war for these young guys. For the youngins, yeah. But I, I feel like I'd like to see, I'm hoping they develop more conflict. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I want to see a moment between like... Spider-Man and Miles, like Peter and Miles, 
where Peter's like, dude, I could mentor you. Like, just do it. And then Miles has to come to terms with, because he has a few moments where he's like, maybe I should just give it up now. Maybe my time's over. Yeah. And I just, whatever, I go be with my family. And, you know, I mean, Miles could even put on Peter's suit. He's got all the same powers as Peter. That's true. He could just put on an amazing Spider-Man suit. And keep his mouth shut. And, yeah, put on, I'm sure Peter could come up with, like, a Batman-esque voice modulator. Science. Why not? Yeah, true. We have those in real life, you know? Well, I mean, and, and if he couldn't, like, if he doesn't have the time or whatever, um, we've got Ironheart, who's got a ton of tech stuff and yeah. has been supplying tech stuff. So obviously she could help, too. And so it's like, I, I want to see, as this develops, I want to see more conflict of that kind of variety. Like, the heroes struggling with, like, maybe I should just quit or maybe I should go get a mentor, you know? There's a, uh, what's her name? <coughs> what's her excuse me, What's her name? Starling, I think. Vulture's granddaughter. Uh, mentions, like all the good ones are taken, all the good mentors are taken. I don't know of that many heroes that have, like, young wards right now. Like, I I can't think, like, she mentions how Falcon went with Sam Wilson. That makes sense. But, like, does his cap not available? Well, part of it that they specified that I found very interesting is that these mentors have to be approved That is true, Yeah, yeah. I wonder... If the mentors that are approved are ones who are registered back from Civil War. So anybody who's on well, yeah. Capside is probably not even allowed to be a And mentor. that's true. They they mention, you know, obviously Sam Wilson has worked closely with the government. Yep. And D-Man, they mention, and I'm pretty sure he's been an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or worked with S.H.I.E.L.D. or worked with the government. And, um, you know, realistically, it would make sense that, like, Captain America or Black Widow or Black Panther... Thor, She-Hulk, the whole Avengers crew right now, basically, wouldn't be able to be a part of this approved list because they're actually, America does not like them very much right now. Because with their whole Avengers thing, they made Black Panther the chairman. And so America was like, he ain't American citizen. He's the king of a non-America country. Are you saying you're not American? You're not heroes of America no more? And they're like, um... We're still heroes of America as well as heroes of the entire world because that's what we do. We're not yep. just saving America. And then America was like, fine, we'll make our own Avengers and they'll have guns and chew tobacco. Well, and, and I think America was pissed too because technically S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer a government agency. Yeah. It, it's run by Wakanda. Yeah. So, like, there's all this drama about these, like, stereotypically like more american focused organizations no longer being american so i feel like if you're not part of the registration act and directly aligned with the government you're probably not even allowed to be yeah. part of it so, so that like, makes sense or yeah. ones that they know who you are like i'm guessing at the moment like hawkeye can probably get away with being a mentor because they know who he is and what he's done mm-hmm. so he can probably like mentor for kate but like I don't know that they let Cap do it. Well, I don't, I don't think so, Kate needs one, right? Kate's older. Like, the Young Avengers aren't kids anymore. They're, like, adults. You know what I mean? I like, don't know. I, Kate I, and, uh, you know, Wiccan and Hulkling, all them, they're they're past that time, right? I don't know. I, you know. I've wondered how old Kate was because Kate could be 20. I don't see Kate being that much older than Squirrel, Gore, Squirrel Girl. 
Kate never talked about going to college. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I guess Shrug. from from their stories, I feel like yeah. I've seen them as older, you know. Yeah, fair. I don't. They're still young, like in their 20s, but right. I, I don't see them as being a part of this. Like Patriot isn't going to be a part of this and right. stuff. But um, yeah, I just, I hope as it develops that we see more conflict because there's a little bit of conflict, but so far it's like all the heroes are kind of just like, yeah, screw the government. We're going to figure this out and find our friends. And I just want to see some heroes that are like, maybe we don't. Maybe we just go like, again, they kind of offhandedly mentioned that Falcon went with Sam Wilson. I want to see him talk to his friends and be like, kind of a la Civil War when they're being like, dude, just do this. Like, yeah. do it the right way and fall in line. Like, there's no problem. You well, know, and someone even mentions like, we could do it just getting mentors. Like, we could just, do- there is a loophole. And then people are like, but I don't want to be a mentor with them people. And so it's like, well. Yeah, they're like, none of the good heroes are taken. Or all the good heroes are taken. And it's like, okay, well. Shrug? Yeah. <laughs> like, find someone else to get approved? Uh, I don't I don't know what you want. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm interested to Same. see who's involved. Yeah. I'm interested to see who comes out as being younger than we expect them to be. Like, like the squirrel girl thing still really wigs me out. I'm like, she's like 20. That's so weird. I think that one's that one weirded me out too, but now that you mentioned that she got outed, I guess that kind of makes sense. It was probably like a decent setup for her involvement in this. Cuz I I understood why they did the like 21 age from like a writing standpoint cuz it gives them a few more people they can rope in. Yeah. Um and it just whatever, it matches the drinking age and this whole thing's being run by a very like sensationalized media and very sensationalized like political movement. And so I can understand them going to an extreme with it. You know what I mean? Cause it's like that whole idea where like, if you want something like an age put on something or you want something banned or whatever, you always go for the extreme. Cause then politically it'll get narrowed oh, yeah. down and you at least get like a portion of what you want. Yeah. But since what happened with Viv Vision and Outlawed and the explosion and all that crazy shit. Like they went for the extreme and, and everybody was like, yes, pass this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's wild to me too. Cause like it, by making it 21, it negates what my initial argument was because to me, I thought it was, it should be more like a, a young person can't consent to the level of violence that they're actually participating in. But then they think about it and I'm like, you can consent if you're 20. <laughs> See, at the end of the day, I'm the one thing we'll never. I remember our argument now because I'm an anarchist. And so in my opinion, in my opinion, you know. F the system. (laughs) Skate or die. Rock and roll forever. You know, if you're 16 and you have the power to punch an angry Hulk into submission, you should do that. It doesn't matter that you're 16. You need a mohawk. It doesn't matter that. if, (laughs) Dude, if I had hair, why do you think I do radio? I don't have to worry about glare with a podcast. (laughs) I'm going to make you a mohawk. We get some head tattoos. To your head. Yeah. I just need like yondu head tats um but yeah i i i don't know i i am very excited to see i think there's a lot of complexity and what i'm excited to see is i think they could do a lot 
with this series to lay the groundwork to really like explode these younger people. I haven't been reading a lot of their books. I didn't read the last run of champions. I haven't been reading Miss Marvel. I haven't been reading Miles Morales. I just have not. Yeah. And it's not out of the grounds of some fans where it's like, it's not my Spider-Man. My Spider-Man choose tobacco. Cause apparently that's how I want to represent every ignorant <laughs> American today. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's not out of one of those things like, give me back my Wolverine. Who's this Wolverine with boobies spits in Spittoon? Um, <laughs> uh, like, it's not out of anything like that. I just haven't been reading them. Yeah. So reading this one, you know, there's like all these different young characters that I see. And I'm like, damn, I didn't know these were a thing. There's yeah. like this one that can teleport. There's two that got taken and I know that I've already been kidnapped and I know nothing about their powers, you know? Right. There's some that have like a very rich backstory that I think people overlooked. Like, uh, what's her name? I don't think it's boom, boom. Cause I think boom, boom's the X-Men, maybe like boomer, the one in pink, but she's from the original ultimate. I think she's actually from the ultimate universe. Oh, wow. So she's like another ultimate person. And then there's like the new wasp. Who has like wasp, yep. a rich backstory involving She's like awesome. mental health and shit. She's so it's awesome. like there's all these very rich characters involved that I don't think are given the time to shine. And, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations with people about how it's really just time for Marvel to commit and start building a structure of stories off of these characters that can be relatable to people of different ages. You know, like yeah. it's. While there will always be room for people watching, you know, for young kids and teens reading stories about like a 30 or 40 year old person beating up other 30 and 40 year old people and then going off and dealing with like 30 and 40 year old drama like running a business or raising a family. There's going to be also a want and a vacuum there, a space there for stories about. I'm balancing college and being a superhero because yep. guess what? Some of our biggest superheroes, that's what they were doing to begin with. Yep. That's who Spider-Man was 100%. in the beginning. 100%. He was a dude trying to get through high school fighting crime. You know, the X-Men originally compared to what they are now, <laughs> completely different. It was a freaking school, yeah. you know, and I can't remember who said it and woo, there's a tangent. Um, I can't remember who said it, but I read an article recently on Bleeding Cool. And I don't remember if it was Gary Duggan. It was somebody. I can't remember who. But he was talking about, like, here's how I would fix the comic book industry. And his argument basically boiled down to uh, I would stop making books for adults and start making books for kids. And while I think that's a commendable way to approach it, I think it's the opposite or not even the opposite. It's, it's a combination. I feel like there is a drastic, you know, push in comics and you see DC really laying heavily into it. Yeah. Like their comics have matured up hardcore. They introduced the like wonder comics line with like, you know, young justice and Naomi and wonder twins and all these, but even those were a little bit more like on the teen level they and were, not really yeah, like, no, 100% this is very approachable for people. Um, and, you know, you see them putting all this energy into Black Label. 
and stuff. Like we're going to constantly do black label stuff. That's where we're making our money right now. And that works. It works. But I think you also open up the market when you give room for a lot of new readers and a lot of young readers to really like come in and find a place, find someone they can relate to and someone they can grow up with. Yep. And one of the references this guy made was like, you know, Harry Potter, people read that first book and that first book was for people, the age of Harry Potter at the point they read it. And then the next book was for people at the age of Harry Potter at the point they read it. So even though adults might go back and read the series and be like, I like this, this is good. The target audience was people the age of Harry Potter at the time of each book. Yep. And they would grow up with Harry Potter. Me. And <laughs> I think there's room for that in comics to be like, you know, you're Miles' age. You're going to read this book, relate to Miles because you're his age and he's dealing with your problems. And then he's going to grow up and you're going to grow up with him. And then a new generation that's going to come in. I think the best thing a comic series could like a comic publisher can do is keep things organic and not be afraid to restart. But the problem is that there's these old school fans that just won't shut up. I know. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we have a period where we have Jane Foster Thor and we have Sam Wilson as Captain America. And while yes, I do understand the argument of like, if you want to do inclusion, maybe have new characters get involved that give you that inclusion. And I think they definitely need to be doing that as well. But like the reason we no longer see X-23, the reason we no longer have a Jane Th Foster Thor, the reason we no longer have Sam Wilson, Captain America is because of this, these old ways guys that just won't shut up. Yeah. And if if you're that fan, then fine. That's what you want. You know what I mean? And what I'm arguing for is a balance of both. Right. Marvel's whole thing right now is that they're trying to appease one group at a time. And so what I'm arguing is I'm arguing both for you and I'm arguing both for the people that want different things yep. and want inclusion. Yep. And they need to find a balance of both. Yep. And I think that's how they really like draw in the max market that they can get. And I think this you know, doing big crossovers like this and outlawed and doing like really intense political pieces focused around these younger characters. It's a great way to do that because younger kids are getting political a lot faster these days. Well, and that actually ties into how directly I feel like this book relates to the current like climate. Because yeah, I know. I segued you really good. You segued me perfectly. <laughs> it was kind of like, I got a little stunned. I was like, oh damn. All right. That was good. Cause like, you know, as I was reading the first part of this book, it's Miles talking about how, you know, young people often dictate trends, dictate what's cool, dictate, you know, the current climate and are expected to kind of lead the charge in so many different ways. But at the same time are seen as like incapable or, or ignorant or too young to be, you know, responsible for themselves. And what I thought was so weird is that I literally just read an article about um, a little context. Claudia Conway is Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Mm -hmm. Kellyanne Conway is uh, an advisor to the president. And Claudia is 15 years old and she completely disagrees with her parents politically. Both of her parents are very Republican, very conservative. She is very liberal, very Democratic leaning. She's voting for Biden, all of these things. And it's super complicated because I just read this article about how people are basically toting Claudia Conway as this like revolutionary hero of liberalism because she gets on TikTok and she like announced her mom had COVID and like 
gets on there and argues with her mom and posts things publicly, but that her family situations and people are like, oh, yeah, she's leading the revolution. But realistically, she's a 15 year old girl. Yeah. Should she be politicized at all? Like, yeah, should yeah. people be reporting her TikToks? Like, is that even appropriate? And then the other thing that people are talking about is they're like, you know, the Greta Thunbergs of the world and the, you know, Claudia Conway's, they're not asking to be the ones leading the charge of change. They're asking the adults in their lives to get their ish together so that they lead the charge for political yeah. and environmental and world change. They're, like, they're vessels for the message. At what point is it wrong or too much pressure to put them forward as icons? Exactly. Like they are wanting to be the ones that make the change. They're pointing out that the change needs to happen and they want the adults in their lives to do something about yeah. it. And yeah. it's so interesting to me because I feel like this book is a really good microcosm of that because they like, they want these young people to like, do it the right way but then at the same time like they're making an example of them because they can't do it themselves but then there are so many instances when these heroes have saved the world and people are like oh yeah they did great but now they're not allowed to like there's this weird dichotomy between what they're allowed to do and how old they're allowed to be versus what they're expected of mm. and i just i thought that was so interesting because it was right it was like we're expected to do all these things and uphold all these ideologies and be this like beacon of hope and future and revolution. But at the same time, we're not allowed to do anything and we have no soft autonomy. Yeah. And I was like, that's so interesting. and so timely. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I wanted to bring those parallels yeah, no. in. It, it, there's a lot, there's a lot to get out of this book with current events Absolutely. and the general, you know, world that we're in these days. And I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of stories and messages that could be told in this book. So I hope they really like dive in and make it complex and make it, you know, a, a thoughtful piece. So I agree. Uh, moving on. I wanted to talk about one that I've been really excited about. I actually, this is based out of a book uh, that I actually listened to the audiobook of a uh, long time ago. And it was one of my favorites. Um, I want to get the actual book and read it, but I, I don't have time. <laughs> um, but it's, so Neil Gaiman did a book on Norse mythology, um, where he, uh, you know, wasn't so much trying to make it like a comprehensive, this is everything you need to know about Norse mythology, but more just trying to bring Norse mythology to the forefront of people's minds. And he says that in his foreword where he's, you know, he wants to bring out stories he likes and he wants to give people these stories so that they can tell these stories over beers and meads with one another. And they can share these stories just in the same way that we, you know, as a collective consciousness, talk so vividly about Greek mythology. I feel yep. like everyone I know is like, I love Greek mythology. This is great. But we don't know much about all these other rich mythologies like Egyptian mythology, Norse mythology, you know, Celtic and Welsh mythology. We don't know about, uh, did I say Egyptian mythology? You yeah. did. Like, uh, you know, Eastern mythologies, like mm -hmm. mythologies spinning out of Japan and spinning out of China and spinning out of Korea. And they all, Thailand. I mean, even, uh, you know, like Eastern European mythologies, like things, full, you know pulling out of the Slavic countries and Russia Romani. and yeah. And Romania. And there's all these rich mythologies and folklores that we don't really focus on, but Greek mythology is so well known. 
And that was kind of his thing. I don't think he ever made a mention in the foreword of like directly comparing it to Greek mythology, but he basically said he wants to introduce Norse mythology into the overall oeuvre and have people talking about it and have people know about these rich lives. And the, the one takeaway I had from it, funny enough, was that whoever started writing the like Norse Asgardian stuff in Marvel did some reading. Yeah, <laughs> they, it's true. There are things that happen in Norse mythology that I was like, I know this because Loki mentioned it in the comic. Um, it's kind of cool. I but, know Ratatasker because of Squirrel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> so they are now making a comic version of it. It's coming out of Dark Horse. Um, it's going to be pretty much just an adaptation uh, written by Neil Gaiman with the scripting and storyboarding done by Pete Craig Russell. Um, and they get other artists in to do different various stories. Um, first issue opens up the same way the book does with, uh, you know, idea of like a overall analysis of Yggdrasil, the uh, world tree and the different realms. We get to see little brief flashes of Jotunheim and Niflheim and Alfheim and Vanaheim and uh, just kind of a rundown of the mythology. We do see Ratasker, the mischievous squirrel we see nidhog the uh corpse eater dragon as well as like the eagle and the hawk that sits on the eagle and stags and all this stuff it's great um i love norse mythology um i like i said i listened to the book and i've you know kind of in my free time read more and more stuff about norse mythology and it's having kind of a Renaissance. renaissance as it were in like video games and uh you know in media and movies and stuff like that so it's cool to see you know we had the show the vikings is still going on i think i thought it was over but then somebody was talking to me about like you've been watching the vikings and i'm like no um <laughs> and you know god of war came out and introduced tons of stuff and it's cool reading this after having played god of war and seeing like the connections that they yeah. made and how they interpreted things like mimir and stuff like that um this one is going to dive into one of my favorite thor and loki stories which i'm super excited about uh but it's just cool if you ever get a chance to read the book or listen to the audio the audiobook is narrated by neil gaiman and he does an amazing job um it's just good and it's just fun stories like you you think of vikings and the norse as these like harsh tough people but there's so much humor in their folklore. Yeah. And while there is plenty of darkness, like you think about how the entirety of their mythology is basically built around one day, all the gods will be wiped out and the world will be basically burned and grown anew. You know, Ragnarok yeah. is a major part of the Norse, you know, uh, the Norse religion or Norse mythos. mythos. Um, but despite that, despite that like looming darkness, there's still stories of like, you know, Odin pooping out bad mead into people's faces and like, oh my God. you know, Loki pulling these weird tricks and dwarves outsmarting Loki and Loki turning into a female horse and coming back, like luring away a male horse and then coming back like years later and being like, don't talk about it. <laughs> and stuff like that and there's all this humor in these stories so i'm really excited to see this go on i think it's just a six issue many but they might do multiple volumes or something yeah um 
the book itself isn't i mean according from what i gathered from the audiobook if the audiobook does the entirety of the main book um do people say audiobook it's not books on tape anymore audiobook no, it's an audiobook. um i was <laughs> my brain was thinking about it because i used to call the books on tape because i'm old and uh someone made fun of me for it and so my brain was like am i saying the old person thing again <laughs> um but uh i was in you know i was at work and i was like yeah you know i listened to that in books on tape and they were like what <laughs> and i was like yeah you know like on on audible and they were like that's not on tape stupid and i'm like yeah, i know this is what i call it <laughs> it's it's the problem of having grown up with people who regularly dropped you at the library and said find something to do and yeah, yeah. that was what had to happen but no this was really cool i'm excited to see this go forward um i i think it's definitely worth picking up for anybody interested only thing I have to say about this is that I know he's an acquired taste, but I'm going to really need more Mike Mignola on this because there's something about Mignola's art with Norse mythology that just makes sense. And I, I, I agree. And <laughs> I hope they, sense. I hope they keep him on the darker stories. Cause he did in this one, he did the story of Mimir, the giant um, who became advisor to the gods and eventually bad things happened as they are Please want do. to do. Um, cause the veneer cannot be trusted by Kevin. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he, like his art just matched that tone so well. Like Mike Mignola doing mythology artwork is just really good. It's just so, so good. Like I, I know he's an acquired taste, but over the years I have become such a weird little Mike Mignola fangirl. Yeah. You're like a, like, you're a total Mignola stan. I totally <laughs> am. But it just, when it's certain types of stuff, it just. It just fits. Yeah, yeah. It just fits. Anyway, let's move on to the last book we've got, which is American Ronin number one. Um, this book is, this is AWA, correct? I think. Uh, yes. So yeah. it's kind of that newer kind of group um, that we've talked about. Artists, writers, and artisans. Yeah, yeah. they did Grendel, Kentucky, I believe. Yep. So they've been putting out some really, really cool stuff recently. Um, and this one is really cool and weird and is like james bondy meets born identity yeah he meets like black widow like I, it, it's cool i'm, I'm feeling it's, it it had this odd shift where it was like it was like born identity slash like uh john wickish kind yeah. of feel and it was just this like dude who's like quiet and knows what he's doing is well-trained beating up dudes and then suddenly it takes this like bizarre sci-fi turn. Yep. Out of nowhere. And you're like, whoa, okay, cool. He's what? Super what? Huh? And it's almost it's, feels a little like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like very subtly sci-fi stuff, like approachable sci-fi stuff. Yes. And then we're like briefly introduced to other characters that might have other sort of like weird, like, you know, supernatural or super person type abilities. And it's just like it's out of nowhere, but it feels still kind of fits yeah you know they when you think about things that were said and things that the narration laid out in the beginning before we get to that point it's all kind of like there yep you know and then it just like flies in your face and you're like oh okay wow this is what his whole thing is and it's really cool too because like i just i get this vibe that this is gonna be one of those where they build up 
a bunch of smaller like villains mm-hmm. that all interact with each other like it's gonna be very like episodic feeling like yeah. this time we're fighting this bad guy and then when you win against this bad guy there's gonna be this villain like it's gonna be kind of james bondy where like you keep having different bad guys and ultimately overall the bad guy is giant corporations yeah. and like eat the rich i'm here for it, yeah. <laughs> it and to that point it it honestly reminded me a lot of lazarus which is one of my favorite books oh nice um and hey, if you read this book, T, and you like it, you should check out Lazarus. Um, but when? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but Lazarus has kind of the same feel. It's like, you know, the world has been taken over and kind of like sliced up by all these big like pharmaceutical corporations and stuff, and they all they run everything and they run society and they determine who's worthy of like different social statures and they all have their own private militaries and stuff. And this kind of feels that way. Right. Like there's all these different guilds and organizations that get mentioned. And I'm sure eventually as time goes by, we'll be introduced to different ones. <coughs> and then there's all these different agents and you know, what even is a Ronin? Why do people, they just throw out like this rogue Ronin or this sing lone Ronin is going to hurt us. Like what made him a Ronin Ronin? You know, by definition, is a samurai without a without a a clan, 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 a samurai who doesn't belong to a warlord or like a house shogun. Yeah. yeah, doesn't belong to doesn't belong anywhere. A ronin without a home, and uh, so what makes this guy a ronin? Like, what? How did he lose his clan? Who is he? How does he not have a, you know, somebody that he works for? What was his so. plan? Did he work for the clan, like the company that we're introduced to as like bad people? Like, did he, wh- what's the deal? There's just a lot to be built for this yeah. one. And yeah. I'm really interested to see where they go. And I'm, I'm excited to see how they introduce the new, like individual bad guys that he's going to be squaring up against. And yeah. I can't wait to see what type of like weird stuff they've got and what type of sci-fi stuff they do. They've already introduced like, Oh, we're going to bring in this guy. Are you sure? I thought he was like banned for a while. Like clearly they got some messed up players yeah. in the game and I'm excited yeah. to see what they do. So. It's cool. It's a cool book. I'm really enjoying the stuff coming out of AWA. Same. Um I mean there's been some some ones that I've read that I'm like, nah. some of the early ones were a little too edgelord for me, but um <laughs> some of the stuff they're coming out with now like Year 0 and Grendel Kentucky and this one uh They've been cool. It's been cool reads. I think that's going to do it for us today, though. Yeah, it's going to wrap it up. I need to go get some cake for my birthday. Woo! Cake. Slash potatoes. That's really unfair. Our our cake is potatoes. I'm going to eat so many potatoes. I'm gluten-free, man. I got to do what I got to do. Anyway, if you liked this episode and you want to hear more, you can go to our website, coverbypodcast.com, and hear our past episodes. Everything from discussing books every week to things like powered gaming episodes where we talk about games which we're going to have on wednesday Segway. yeah yeah i was gonna say and on wednesday we've got a really cool thing coming up we're going to be testing out time travel <laughs> and so we're actually going to bring you an episode from an alternate dimension an alternate timeline where we actually posted the episode when on we were supposed to the week we were supposed to so you get to see into an alternate timeline next wednesday when powered gaming hits oh we're the worst if you want more of that though you can find us on social media 
Cover B po- at Cover B Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, I mean, sometimes I post. I'm trying. <laughs> it's It's been hectic. We moved and it takes a long time for stuff to settle, but we're trying to get back into the swing of things. We're doing better. Uh, and we're trying to get there for you guys. We're, so. we're doing better. Things are improving. Anyway, we hope you have an excellent rest of your weekend and we will see you on Wednesday for that past episode. Yeah. Of Cover we will see you last Wednesday for the <laughs> next episode of, of Cover, Cover B. B. Bye.